gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Fantasy Fair, the most po- magical podcast on earth. Uh, with me, I have Alexis Soto. How are you doing, Alexis? Um, I'm okay. That's great. Now, here in Fantasy Fair, this is the Red Spotlight Entertainment Disney Fancast, where we talk everything Disney. Uh, which now includes uh, 20th Century Fox. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that happened in uh, 2018, in uh, 2017, sorry. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the complete role reversal of like, you know how you get stuck writing 2017 yeah. uh, on, uh, on your papers and writing down the dates of yeah. uh, even well into 2018, uh, it's the same concept, but just completely reversed. Uh, I, they had a really stellar uh, year last year. What didn't they, Alexis? Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and, and discuss... Um, the box office. The Disney yeah, the, 2017 box office. In terms of the releases uh, that came out of Walt Disney Studios... And how they uh, performed in 2017. I will say that in terms of what 2016 offered, I think 2016 was maybe a better year for them in terms of the quality of films that were released and also in terms of the commercial success. I looked up at the numbers recently. Captain America Civil War is actually the number one grossing movie of 2016. Um, worldwide numbers. In domestic numbers, that, that belongs to... Uh, I believe that's Rogue One. Although I will double check, but I do know that... It's got to be Star Wars, right? It's got to be Star Wars. That's what I would imagine. But I did read... Uh, the the top three I think domestic were Captain America: Civil War, Rogue One: Star Wars Story, and Finding Dory. Yeah, which seems about right. It's crazy. And then there was Utopia, which also crossed a billion. The Jungle Book live action did very very well. I think better than anyone was expecting it to. Doctor Strange held its own, and well, Moana. At least she knows the way, right, Kyle? Uh... Uh, that frustrates me beyond compare. A lot of go go watch Moana. Stop the podcast. And go watch Moana if you haven't. Show it some love. Come on, it's ridiculous. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, anyway, 2016. I think uh, I will say right now that I think 2016 was definitely a better year in terms of the quality of films because I, I will say that 2017 was a bit more rocky in terms of the, the quality of the of the overall films. But nevertheless, a nevertheless, huge success. Seriously, um, I mean, every single movie really just hit it out of the park. And right now I can list you Can I the go five. over the Yes, the, go ahead. Go movies? ahead. Go All right. Ahead. So, <clears throat> Disney uh, in uh, 2017, their box office, I I'm going over worldwide numbers. Um and all there are five movies that made the top ten. Uh, so half the movies that pe- everybody went to go see uh, were all Disney related. 
and uh, starting off on uh, number one, uh, the number one uh, highest grossing movie of 2017 is No Duh, Star Wars The Last Jedi coming in at $1.29 $1. billion. <clears throat> yes. And uh, come down and you want a new car. Uh, but, dude, that's uh, that's insane. These Star Wars movies are pretty, are pretty much uh, dominating the year box But offices. I think what's even more insane is the number two position almost kind of made the same amount of money as The it's Last Jedi. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, on the number two spot of uh, this list and the highest grossing movies list is uh, Beauty and the Beast, the, the 2017 remake. Also $1.2 billion. $1.26 billion. Mm. And that uh, that in itself is uh, disgusting. Uh, if you if you like the movie Beauty of the Beast, that, okay, you, you liked it, but uh, don't pretend that it's better than the, than the original. Uh, just don't go there. Uh, and also the number three on the position and number seven in the and the worldwide box office is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 coming in at $863 million. Um, throughout the year, it's been getting a lot of hate. Don't you think, Alexis? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, um, can we finish the list and then get into, into the individual movies? Yeah, yeah. Um, number four on, uh, on this list, uh, number eight... In uh, in the worldwide uh, box office is Thor Ragnarok, coming in at eight hundred and fifty seven million dollars, and then uh, number five on the list and number ten worldwide is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, coming which, in at which even that outgrows Justice League. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> um, well, either either way. Uh, seven hundred and ninety-four million dollars worldwide. Yeah, we're gonna have to see. I think pirates may get bumped up by Jumanji. Uh, that one is proven to be an international hit for reasons I can't fully explain. Sony just continues to stumble into success. But I digress. In terms, I actually of, saw Jumanji, and it was a pretty entertaining movie. Well, yeah, but it was an accident. I'll guarantee you that. Everything else Sony releases is pretty much shit. Okay. How was it, how was it an accident if it was uh, a quality? Anyway, uh, what do we think of these uh, of these titles, Mr. Soto? Well, I think, um, like I was saying, like I was alluding to before, um, the quality of the films that were released this year in 2017, um, I think were a bit more rocky in terms of like, because look, there was other films that Disney released uh, last year that aren't on the top 10 list like Coco and Cars 3. Um, and I think those were the two other pro high profile ones that we didn't... Uh, that weren't actually addressed on the list, if I am not uh, mistaken, and it appears that I am not. And if you look at the movies, uh, I think for the most part, all of them were um, moderately successful. I think in terms of the of box office, the most disappointing performer was definitely Cars 3. Because that one felt more like a one and done kind of thing when it didn't really have much of an impact and 
quite frankly, no one really had much interest in this franchise. Um, due to uh, due to its uh, predecessor. Yeah, but for what it's worth, Cars Three was a much better movie than Cars Two, um, and I think it's competent and decent. Uh, and there's, I think, enjoyment to be found in it. Um, Honestly, same. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's. No, I don't think Cars Three was anything to to hate on. Really, if anything, it was like you can see it as the the worthy follow up to the first one. Um, and it's I know the that only one that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> where's our, where's, where's uh, the Cars uh, Cars Two petition to exit to completely take it out of canon? Honestly, people just don't care enough about Cars to even form a petition. That's just the way it is. But in terms of Pixar, strangely found a bigger hit with its original property with Coco, which we both have reviewed on this uh, on this network and a movie that we both absolutely adore. Yeah. And Uh, I thought I thought uh, Coco was a really, really good movie. Um, It's spoilers, probably in my top 10. Uh, Probably. I think it's a safe guess. It's going to be in someone's top ten. Yeah. But in in terms of, like, um, what this means for Pixar, you know, and we're not going to get into into John Lasseter here, okay? Just, that's for another show. But in terms of Pixar, um, I'm very happy for them because I think this is um, the best movie they've delivered since 2010. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, Uh, pretty uh, much. I think um, the movies they've released between 2010 and 2017, aside from one, maybe two, depending on your point of view, while not outright bad, and some were actually quite good, um, a lot of the movies really kind of lacked what uh, a Pixar movie, what we imagine a Pixar movie to be. And I think uh, Coco kind of brought that back to the Pixar name as it being a truly great movie that packed the emotion and the authenticity. Quite unusual, though, and I think Peter had made this point, that at times when you're watching that movie, it really feels more like a Disney-made movie. Um, But all the same, I'm happy how successful the film has been received all around the world. I'm looking at the numbers, and it has... uh, already grossed over $650 million worldwide. And quite the surprise, this was one of the a really big hit in China, of all places. So I think it only speaks to the power of the movie, how many nationalities um, this movie is touching. And I'm very happy but for then, it. But then China did help another movie uh, reach, uh, reach the top 10. Uh, position. Yes, and which one is that one, Kyle? And that is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. My God, do they love their pirates. Yeah, for some strange mundane reason. I mean, look at this. This Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, quite possibly had the worst reviews of the entire franchise. And and it did the worst domestically. And yet, it... And I'm looking at it here. It almost got to $800 million worldwide. And that in itself is disgusting. (laughs) 
Uh, it'd be with uh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean Five. Again, we've already reviewed all these movies. Is not a good movie. I enjoyed myself with it, but I'm certainly ironically not. or genuinely uh, pleased. Yeah, I wasn't pleased. I was. It was entertaining for what it was. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and tear it apart and hate it because I. I mean, it's just a waste of time. I don't think it's even worth it. Um, but. I mean, I, I mean, for, quite frankly, I've seen worse things, and I wasn't as up in arms about it as you were over certain things about it. I certainly don't don't have any animosity towards it, but I do think it's indicative of how tired the franchise is, and really how Disney has mishandled this. Because, in all honesty, if they had gotten someone like a visionary to craft this franchise forward, this would have been one of the signature franchises of this uh, era. And, I mean, it's just disappointing to see how Pirates has just withered away. Um, and, yeah, and I just... You almost just want to wish, like, someone just... Yeah, um, Disney really doesn't care much for the franchise, and really, the results prove they don't have too much. We got it to five movies, and this movie almost crossed uh, $800 million. And the numbers alone, if we're talking about China, if uh, they make a Pirate 6, China will do the heavy lifting, and it's it, it may not be as good as Pirates 5, I mean, financially speaking, but it probably could do $600 million easy. So the Chinese really do carry the Pirates films. Another one of the movies that we, uh, I think, were more divisive on, and one that I was a little bit more positive than you and Peter, was Beauty and the Beast. Um, I actually quite enjoyed myself and was... Uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that when uh, we, uh, we uh, get to that. Um, what about uh, Thor Ragnarok? With uh, eight hundred and fifty-seven million. Um. Well, I think uh, that also shows you how uh, the par- the power of Marvel has really gone up in, in so many ways. I don't think anybody uh, would have predicted Thor Ragnarok being that successful, because the first two Thor movies weren't that successful. First of all, they weren't that good. Uh, compared to Thor Ragnarok. And I think... Uh, Especially The Dark World, which is regarded as, like, the weakest of the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. But I'm happy that it's doing that well. I'm happy for Taika Waititi. I'm happy for Chris Hemsworth. Because I do think this was a worthy Thor movie. Uh, I fucking loved the movie. I think I loved it strangely more than you and Peter did. Uh, I went to go see this movie three times in theaters and had so much fun with each and every time. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I think it's a surprise. If you look at the numbers, I think Thor Ragnarok may come close to or maybe overpass, over overtake Guardians 2. Um, they're that close in proximity. Um, I do think Spider-Man Homecoming did beat them both, right? At the Worldwide yeah. Box Office. That is not it's, Disney. Because it's Spider-Man and it's the yeah. bigger name. Yeah. But, I mean, just for the record, all three did better than Wonder Woman, okay? Just pointing that out there. Um, I believe the next one is uh, Guardians, right, Kyle? Guardians Volume 2 coming okay. in at $863 million. Um, 
people have seemingly um, hated and despised this movie for some. It's as if it never even existed. Uh, what do you think the? What do you think it is that really turned people off about this movie? Because for one thing, you and I love this movie. Yeah. Um, but what turns the public off about this movie, or doesn't doesn't I uh, doesn't enthrall other people like the first one did? I think uh, this was the one movie of last year where you, me, and Peter, and I would even count our whole group, like Moreno and Moreno, the Morenos. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we all collectively were like. We completely disagreed with the critiques and the critics themselves that attacked this movie. Um, Guardians 2 is a great movie, and I think it's a great sequel. And it's it's interesting, Kyle, because, you know, when I first saw Guardians 2, I was like, this is really good. It's not as good as the first one, but it's really good. And the second time I saw it, I was like, you know what? This is actually great. And then the third time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. What is, what are people missing? And I, I know you were going to say that to you, that the Guardians 2 is better than Guardians 1. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm thinking, yeah, I think both 1 and 2 are kind of like, they're, uh, there's really, <laughs> you take your pick, but I think it stands alongside Guardians 1 a lot of people if not elevated yeah I think why people have kind of just moved on from this movie is go back to when this came out which was like the beginning of May of 2017 and I'm gonna go ahead and put the blame fully on Collider for this because Collider if you believe it or not has a lot of sway um, of a lot of quote-unquote, movie fans. And they're very impressionable on people. And like I was talking over with this with Peter, it's almost as if everybody decided that it just wasn't as good as the first one, and therefore it's shit, and instead of having a fight over it, we all just agreed and moved on and forgot about it. And then a month later, Wonder Woman came out. An inferior film in every respect, and yet... Everybody was like, oh my god, I am in tears. Look at this. She's deflecting bullets with her hands. And calm down. That's not to diminish or demean the cultural significance of the movie and what it represents. But there is no question, at least in my mind, that Wonder Woman is an inferior film to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Guardians 2 is a legitimately great movie, and I think it's the best comic book movie of the year for me. And it is just alarming how people have kind of like, yeah, it was too funny. Everybody got a joke. You got a joke. They got a joke. And it's almost as if people really missed what worked about this movie. A lot of people in Collider are saying that Guardians 2 was everything bad about sequels. And I'm like, no. The, story, the movie focused on its characters and family. And I'm sorry, but I think James Gunn really delivered a film that was completely him and delivered creative action sequences. I think I'm going to say right now, I think the soundtrack in two is much better than the first one. And I think even some of the acting is better than the first one. 
Not only that, I, it's more potent uh, in terms of like the movie and more effective and funnier. And I'm sorry, like but one of the plot lines of the movie surrounds uh, one of the songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I and I, I, for my money, I don't get it. And if you'd ask me why it is that people have forgotten, it's because it's been a really great year for comic book movies in general, 2017. But it really did suffer from a lot of complex media outlets deciding it was inferior and then moving on to stroking Wonder Woman. And really, that's that's your answer right there. And a lot of people are impressionable and stupid, to be fair. So that's where I will plant my flag and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And then another another movie uh, which is inferior is uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast coming in at one point twenty six billion dollars. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, look. There is nothing more stronger I than, adventure in the, than great the Disney somewhere. fan base. And the <laughs> Disney fan base have collectively said, yes, this is it. This is what we've been looking for. And what you guys have been looking for is the same old crap that I... Uh, that I uh, was pushed on you uh, in 1991, and uh, that's not good. That's not good because there's a better movie out there, and it's called *Beauty and the Beast*. That okay. was released in 1991. But Kyle, oh Kyle, we before we preach this, we do have to be honest and transparent with ourselves. You know, Peter is right to a certain extent. Especially, you were excited for this movie, and he was saying these things about Beauty and the Beast, and you didn't seem to care. So... And then I watched it, and yeah. the thing is, is that if it captured the spirit of uh, of the original movie, I would have, like, okay, I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I would have been like that, but no, this... It just felt very hollow, and it just did. It completely missed what was so special about the original movie. Now, I didn't see this in the in the theater with you, but did, uh, did this movie make you physically violent? Oh uh, yeah, kinda. Um, it, it didn't make me physically violent. I mean, it made on, you that's, angry. That's ridiculous, but it did make me angry. I'm like, you guys are messing up a really good thing. If you but guys, Kyle, they really messed up the lore. I mean, they really trash the lore. I mean, I think... God, I'm going to say it. I think this is a worse movie than The Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because um, they fucked wait, up no, the lore. It was no. not... It did not stay true to the originals. No. Not my bell. Hashtag the, not my bell. Even the Beast is way, <laughs> way better than, uh, than The Last Jedi. Now, let me tell you why. Because uh, because uh, Leia, because they did not make a uh, bell fly, they did not make bell fly, and uh, that is uh, that made the the movie uh, ten times better than Last Jedi. <laughs> and I will have to say, ironically, there is a much better live action being the beast, Beauty and the Beast film out there. It's called The Shape of Water. Yeah. Um. And go see it, which also coincidentally, coincidentally enough, is a Disney movie. 
Insert, yeah, the, insert Peter's rage mode here. Oh, you know, we forgot. We should, you know, since, you know, the Fox deal came through, we forgot to add in Logan and The Post and War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, as, uh, you know, we got we to gotta welcome them in. And Alien Covenant, welcome them into the Disney no, family. Thi- no, this year, this year they'll get the chance of uh, being on the list. Uh, but <laughs> not... Not not last year. We don't count last year. Um, hey, they're part of the family now, baby. You know, you got to welcome them in. Uh, yeah, but they weren't canon last year, so we're 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 including them in the canon into twenty eighteen. Uh, but they've going. been made canon now, so really, what's the difference? That's what I'm saying. But anyway, we're not going to um, include that. Last the, Jedi. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, are you surprised that it did this good? Because I am not for a second surprised. Me neither. Me neither. Come on. We knew knew it was going to make a billion dollars at the very least because people know this story. People love the animated film. And I think just the fact, just the beer, the the sheer bone, the truth to bone reality is... If you just translate a movie from animation to live action, a beloved tale like that, people are going to show up. And goddamn, did they show up. When I went to go see that, it was a packed theater. And it was like huge AMC theater in Chula Vista. And I could not believe the crowds. God and knows what's going to happen on uh, when the Lion King But that's King the thing, though. Up. It's like, yeah, Lion King is just going... It, It's going to devastate the world. I mean, if this is what Beauty and the Beast did... I mean, just imagine what's going to happen when that live-action footage... I mean, quote-unquote, when that footage of the new movie comes out in the trailer. Uh, exactly. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. And I think we have to be real with ourselves here. Because, you know, you and I, Kyle, we're film fans. And we're, we're, we're proponents of good movies. But we're also huge Disney fans. You know, we don't want to create this sense that we're favorable or that we pull our punches because it's under the Disney umbrella. Um, in fact, I think it's even more disappointing when a movie under the Disney umbrella is not good. And Beauty and the Beast um, lacked a lot of um, what the classic was. I personally don't hate it, but I don't care for it that much either. And I don't think it's worth it's worthy of the money that it has made. But I think we have to have an open conversation about what it is that the overall Disney fan community is okay with this. Because I say, I, I've been saying for such a long time. Because they want the same crap. That, that's basically. I mean, I mean, I've been saying for such a long time what it is about DC fans that they keep accepting crap and crap and crap and defend it. Well, I mean, I can't honestly say that while at the same time ignoring the fact that Disney fans are literally asking for the exact same movie and they eat it up. And in Disney's defense, I mean, it's it makes a shitload of money. I mean, you literally just print money if you do these adaptations, right? Pretty much. And it's like... It's it, sickening. It, it's, a, it's sickening, but it's a business. And I mean, at this point, just... Do all of them, and they'll be set for life. <laughs> and it's it's pretty sad and disgusting. Yeah. Um, let's talk Star Wars. Star Wars: The Last Jedi made one point twenty nine billion. Um, not only is it the highest grossing Disney film of the year, but it's also the highest grossing uh, film of the year. Uh, period. 
I... Which was to be expected. I know. Well, actually, it wasn't to be expected. I will say, Peter Martinez made a prediction that was very off when he said that Justice League was going to be the number one crossing movie of the year. <laughs> right? Right? I... <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, no, that, no, 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 you have lost. <laughs> um, yeah, this is he no was surprise. completely wrong. And yeah, this is even, no surprise. This no. is no shock. Um, uh, Justice League would have made this, this, uh, this, uh, money if not, uh, the DC community has gone wise. Uh, they fled. After uh, Suicide Squad and uh, Batman v Superman and all that, and albeit uh, Wonder Woman uh, was a good movie, it wasn't enough to. But what, uh, what make does a it say? I mean, but was it though? I mean, we have to start asking. Like, what was it? I mean, Wonder Woman was supposed to lift Justice League, right? Because that's the movie that came out before it. I know, but that's what that's what I'm saying is that uh, Wonder Woman, albeit a good movie, wasn't enough to boost uh justice league um, and of course they got trounced but the, i mean last jedi but anyway, right yeah if with, you, with, if you with, want to hear our further thoughts about that there's plenty of podcast there's plenty of episodes right. on red spotlight entertainment right, to choose right, from right. but uh well, let's talk star wars for yeah with the last jedi it's it's no surprise that it um it's not gonna catch what the force awakens did but in all with all due respect the force awakens was a one of a kind event but I mean, you're talking about a movie that's made 1.2 billion dollars worldwide. Oh, no, almost, well, if you are to estimate, it's 1.3. Oh shit! Almost yeah, almost 1.3. Um, and it'll probably get a little bit higher um, as the year as uh, yeah. 2018 presses on. Um, no shock uh, for the past three years, uh, Star Wars has dominated the box office. Yeah. Um, Star Wars is just getting uh, is just getting bigger and bigger. But there was something bigger. different with this movie, Kyle. This was a very divisive movie off the bat. But nevertheless, people packed the houses. No, you, nevertheless, people packed the houses, and a lot of those people who didn't like the movie went went back to go see it, and a lot of them still didn't like it. Um, and I know we talked about DC fans and um, and Disney fans, but to Star Wars fans in particular. I think this might might be the most enraging because I truly believe, as much as you do, we got the best film in the franchise since Empire, mm-hmm. and it, it it's received so much shit that I think is unrightfully deserved. It's it's received very poorly, and it doesn't deserve that. And I, I remind the people who are listening, you and I are huge fans of this franchise, right? We're like we're really into the lore and the canon yeah. and the minutia of every detail. We love this. Dis- according to Peter, disgustingly so. Yeah, well, fuck but, him. I don't care what he thinks about. It. I mean, but uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, it did everything right and then more for what uh, Star Wars fans have been wanting. But I guess. Uh, they want the same stuff like these, like uh, Disney movie uh, fans out there. And I mean, God, the, the film was. I mean, Ryan Johnson. Thank you so much. I mean, really. I mean, written and directed by him. 
the, the filmmaking quality, the story, the acting, the, the score, the visual effects, the sound. I mean, this is really, I think, one of the best movies of last year, and that's saying something. I think Star Wars more than held its own in, in compare to a lot of the best movies of last year. And I just don't understand. I can understand you having issues with it, but like even more so than Guardians 2. This is just a complete... But saying it's not a good movie is a completely preposterous thing. And to be clear here, the difference between this and Guardians 2 is the critics do love Last Jedi. The the super uber Star Wars fans seem to have not liked Last Jedi. It's more more of the audience reception to The Last Jedi. I'm I'm really interested to see how this is going to affect Episode 9. And that's the and that's the complete opposite with uh, Guardians Volume Two, uh, the the critics uh, loathed it versus the audience uh, is starting is uh, loved. Uh, yeah, you mark my two. words. Uh, that movie is going to age very well. And Wonder Woman, watch out, girl. You okay, ain't okay. Literally. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it boggles the mind. But nevertheless, it made the monies. Yeah, and it will continue to make the monies. Okay, so anything else in 2017? Do you think it was a good year? Uh, yeah, it was a really good year. Disney made a lot of money. And so did 20th <laughs> Century Fox. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, 2017, let's, uh, let's throw away that calendar and let's bring out the new calendar. And uh, let's talk about the movies that are coming out this year in 2018, the year of our Lord. Um, okay, I, I, oh, oh God. Uh, that's the old-fashioned, uh, old-timey way of, like, calling years. But uh, that was a that was joke delivered poorly. Um, uh, that was a joke? I thought you were being serious. N- no, that was a, that was a joke. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into uh, 2018. Uh, first, I'm going to divide uh, them because there are a lot of movies that are coming out. Um, I'll divide it in uh, three sanctions. I uh, will divide it from uh, uh, traditional Disney, like stuff that's actually coming out of the Disney studios, uh, and then uh, divide it from Marvel and uh, Lucasfilm. First of and all, let's Pixar. go... Let's go into the traditional uh, Disney. Well, I'm including uh, Pixar into the um, into the traditional Disney uh, thing. Um, first movie uh, in the coming from Disney Studios is uh, Wrinkle in Time, coming out on March 9th. And then, uh, are you are you looking forward to that movie? Um, are you? Honestly, are you? Because, like, I, I, I've watched that trailer I don't know how many times now, and for the life of me, I can't bring myself to care. I really can't. Like, it's not a bad trailer. I'm sure it's not going to be a bad movie, but nothing about it just, like, interests me. It or seems that. like a, yeah, it seems like a Honestly, story that I've already same. seen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it, it's going to turn out to be really well made. Uh, but to tell you the truth, I, I can't bring myself to care all that much, even if it is made by Ava DuVernay. Yeah, which I, I yeah, and both of us know that it's probably going to be a competently made film, but uh, we, we're just not feeling the hype. 
Um, the what hype? That's the thing. Yeah, what hype? I mean, yeah, Disney has been releasing uh, uh, posters and uh, footage uh, left to right. Uh, uh, even uh, even promo little mini promo tours and excursions and all that stuff but really like there's no like huge buzz for a wrinkle in time i mean i tell you this right now that's not going to be a movie that i will see in theaters it's just not i'm not going to bring myself to actually pay money to see that movie uh this next movie uh we're definitely going to see and that's a movie that's been uh, that we've been wanting since uh, two thousand four, and that is uh, Incredibles two, um, coming out on June fifteenth. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, are you are you excited for Incredibles two? Because I know I am. I'm thoroughly excited for Incredibles well, two. Well, you and everybody else seems to be excited for this because apparently it's the one sequel that everybody really wanted. Even Peter, I think, is looking forward to Incredibles two. Um, I will say that out of spite, I will say that no, I'm not excited for Incredibles two. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it, but um, no. I mean, I'll, I'll just say this for me. I think The Incredibles is a great movie, and I love it. But it's never been one of my favorites in Pixar, and it never will be um, at this point. And I think what everyone is feeling right now, the excitement for a sequel to The Incredibles, is what I felt for Finding Dory. So now you get to know how I was. Like I was really like amped up for Finding Dory, and nobody else seemed to be. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, that did make $143 million in a billion dollars worldwide. But, uh, and so with Incredibles, I will say that. Um, but, you know, I will definitely check it out because it's Pixar and because I love the first movie. I will say that I am a little bit nervous for this movie. I, it's going to be hard to live because up to that one. Because there's so much uh, going going. They're talking about 14 it. years, 15, I don't know how many years of anticipation here. I know Brad Bird's doing it again. But, I mean, I, I, I just got to say... he adamantly working on this film since 2004, like writing, rewriting, and doing all that. So, uh, it's definitely a, a passion... For him now I hope at this I point. mean I wish it all the best I really do But um, Yeah That's where I'm at I know you're really like Jumping up and down For this movie Yeah I, I thoroughly am And also It's got a great cast With it Other than the Returning cast From the first one With the exception of uh, Of uh, The The kid who played Dash uh, There's a new kid Playing Dash But of course He had to do that Because uh, People age and uh, kids don't sound the same. Uh, they do that a lot. That's what that's what happens when you wait such a long time because they also yeah. recast Nemo, right? And Dory. Yeah. I. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of other characters like uh, Sophia Bush, and uh, specifically, I'm more most excited for uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, oh, really? He's in the movie. Coming into Incredibles two, and uh, Samuel Jackson is coming back. Um, into uh, into Incredibles two and uh, it's just gonna be a really I, I I I'm I'm controlling my hype I'm expecting the movie to be fun 
and uh, really enjoyable, but uh, we'll see come June 15th. Um, the next movie is, uh, is a movie that I'm like, okay, this movie is existing. I mean, I love the Weenie the Pooh property, but... <laughs> but uh, Okay, Christopher Robin is coming out August 3rd of this year. Now, um, question, Kyle. Is this the prequel uh, or a spinoff to the upcoming Tim Burton Wind of the Pooh live-action movie? Um, hopefully it's both. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, this movie is about, uh, for those who don't know, it's about Christopher Robin, and he's older. Um, and he's going to be played by Kyle. Rick- the movie is called Christopher Robin, and it's going to, uh, <laughs> and then he's going to travel back to the Hundred Acre Wood to uh, discover imagination again. Is it that? Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun, guys? This is amazing. He's got to find the imagination again. That, that hooray! Whoever is making this movie. <laughs> Good on you. Great. Now, wait, wait. I mean, why is this movie being made? Who's making this movie? A good, good Mark Forster. And he did, like, movies like Finding Neverland and, uh, and uh, Kite Runner. And uh, also he did a James Bond movie called uh, Quantum of Solace. Um, is this going to be in the vein of Pete's Dragon? Probably... The new Pete Dragon, people, yeah, just to be clear. it's probably going to be like that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. More like, okay. more, more, like yeah. a, more like the show that came on uh, on a Playhouse Disney, and it was called Book of Pooh. Yeah, I will it's just say... It's probably going to be like that. Uh, I'll just say, yeah, this is a movie that I have zero interest I could not care for. I wish it the best, but I will not be seeing this movie at all. Yeah. At least Brad Garrett is playing Eeyore. No. Um, however, the next movie that's uh, that's on the list of uh, the coming out of Disney Studios is a movie that I'm uh, definitely looking forward to, and hopefully it'll break the internet with Ralph Breaks the Internet Record Ralph 2, coming out November 21st. Um, Alexis, what did you think of uh, the first movie, Record Ralph? I love the first movie. I love the first movie, and I think it is one of the best uh, movies that Disney has made in the revival era. Maybe maybe the best. I think it's in contention. Um, and I definitely think that I am much more excited for Wreck-It Ralph 2 than I am Incredibles 2. There is no question. Because I, d- I definitely think uh, the story of bringing Ralph into the internet... It's a genius uh, idea. It, yeah, it is. And I just have faith that it's going to be great because Disney animation has been killing it. The consistency? Wow. So it's like, I mean, it's always a case of what have you done for me lately? And lately, Disney animation has been on fire. Yeah. So and, um, uh, I'm, I'm up for it. And of course, we've all heard about that, uh, about the the preview that uh, that uh, the lucky uh, visitors of D twenty three got last year of uh, of uh, all the princesses coming in and uh, all the original uh, voice casts from uh, all these uh, different properties are coming back into 
uh, Wreck Ralph 2, so uh, definitely uh, check in for that. Now, this movie, I'm eh, and uh, I'm not a I'm not excited for the re specific return for this uh, for this uh, certain property, and that's uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Coming but out Kyle, it has Lin-Manuel Miranda. I thought you worship at the altar of Lin-Manuel Miranda. No, I only worship at the altar of Mr. Walter Elias Disney. Okay, no, not, I didn't mean a literal altar. Oh <laughs> God. You went there. You I, went there. It's, but no, but you accepted it. Um, like, any, anyway, um, that's coming out December 25th. Um... I I don't know. I think they should have just left Mary Poppins as is uh because uh Mary Poppins is a damn near perfect film. Uh and so I'm like eh, and I have a personal attachment with Mary Poppins and so this right here is like very uh, uh treading heavy waters to me. I, I don't know. What do you think about Mary Poppins Returns? I understand the sentiment of, uh, you know, this thing, you know, because you don't want to be disappointed, you know? You don't want to, you, you don't want this to ruin the name Mary Poppins by any means, and that's well, why you're so... Not, well, it's not going to ruin it, because uh, there's still the, there's still the movie. There's still the original movie. So it's not going to ruin it. It's well, not I mean, this isn't a reboot. It's a sequel. Yeah. So it's it's Mary Poppins Returns. I will say this. Um, I think Emily Blunt will crush it. Um, and aside from that, I think anything else is a, an open question. I'm much more open to the idea of a Mary Poppins sequel. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I want it to do well. I really, I really hope it turns out well. Um, the one thing is... Rob Marshall... I don't like any of his movies. And lately he's just been crapping out shit after shit. I don't like, I did not like Pirates 4 and I hate it into the woods. So I, that does not, that really makes me nervous for this movie. You should watch uh, Chicago. I'm very interested to see what your thoughts are on that movie. Well, I'll wait until Disney buys it. How's that? Well, good good news. Uh, <laughs> they do. What are you talking about? It, it is technically a Disney movie. How so? It's uh, it's Miramax. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Okay. What's the next movie, Kyle? So, uh, we <laughs> discuss stuff that's coming out of uh, Disney anim Disney Animation and Disney Studios all together. You forgot one, the Nutcracker. Uh, oh yeah, the Nutcracker. That's coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Nutcracker and the Four Realms is what it's called. Yeah. Do you know when it's coming out? I would assume like the toward the end of the year. I mean, it's the Nutcracker, right? Isn't that like a Christmas thing? Yeah. Um, this is the one I'm kind of eh on. It's like it's another one of those. It's like okay, it's a nice thing. It's. Not a movie I'm going to go see. I guess I just have no interest in it. Anyway, so. on to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, before we get to the to the Marvel, we should cover the Star Wars thing, right? 
Well, said. we'll get to that later because I think we have a lot to say about really uh, about that. Yeah, it's about, oh, oh. I have a lot to say about it. Oh, okay. Um, let's cover Marvel. Uh, first up on the on the Marvel itinerary, we have uh, uh the Black Panther, uh, which is coming out uh February sixteenth. Um, are we looking forward to it? Uh, Alexis? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's Marvel Studios. I mean, the last three, well, three you are, movies... Well, you are bar- bought by Marvel. The, and you're bought by Disney. The last three movies... Isn't it the ha- same? <laughs> the last three movies that they have cranked out have been fantastic. And I think, in their own right, they're, they're great movies. And I think this is going to continue the role that they're having in a different way because Black Panther is going to be a vastly different movie in tone than the other three and it's going to also continue the trend that Marvel Studios has had with being a director driven friendly studio okay I said it go fuck yourselves people the Black Panther which will be directed by Ryan Coogler the amazing master who is responsible for Fruitvale Station and uh, Creed is going to be directing this movie. It's going to be, I think, a culturally important and resonant movie like Coco and Wonder Woman came before it. And I think, in general, the Black Panther is such a cool character and you have the amazingness of Civil War that is adding to uh, the hype for Black Panther. And not only that, Chadwick Boseman is an amazing actor. No, yeah, definitely. You have Chadwick Boseman, you have the the power of the power of Marvel, and you will. This is going to be an important movie for the African American community. Now, I've um, not seen Fruitvale Station, but I have seen Creed, yeah. and what he did with Creed, the way that he, you know, honored uh, uh, the Rocky franchise while making his own uh, uh, legacy, is completely outstanding and one of my favorites of. Uh, of uh, that year um, so that alone is getting me like okay I'm ready for Black Panther um, other than uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, who's uh, in it and and let's well, not forget Michael B. Jordan's in that movie too who was Michael, also in Fruitvale Station and Creed yeah it's it's almost like his uh, his uh, Robert De Niro uh, to uh, the Martin Scorsese uh, front of things um I yeah I'm I'm looking forward to Black Panther uh, a lot and uh, of course you got a Andy Serkis and uh, other Denai Guerrero Martin Freeman the, it goes Lupita on, on, on I mean it just just the list goes on um, and uh, you will see Black Panther once again in this other movie that's coming out and that's Ant Man uh, and the Wasp. No, Avengers Infinity War coming oh. out May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I mean, what is there left to say? This movie, I'm going to call it right here and right now, it will be the highest grossing movie in the history of Marvel Studios and the highest grossing movie of 2018. No questions asked. It's going to blow away the competition this is a full 10 years of buildup and anticipation and um, nothing anybody can do can touch it. Ditto. 
um, I think it was a missed opportunity, kind of, uh, for a for a solo to come out on this on this day because it's May the fourth. Um, hello. But solo is coming out May twenty fifth, which is the fortieth anniversary or the forty whatever of Star Wars. Didn't it come out May twenty fifth? Either or. Um, I, I, of course, we're looking forward to uh, Avengers: Infinity War. I mean, we've been promised this movie, uh, the possibility of everything since uh, 2012 when we saw the post-credit sequence of uh, of uh, the first Avengers, and uh, even if you're looking f- uh, further back, you had this. The seed planted since uh, uh, Nick Fury said uh, I'm creating the Avengers initiative in the first Iron Man movie so yeah there's definitely uh, been this uh, arousing uh, uh, build up since uh, since 2008 you know and just seeing how this uh, this uh, studio has progressed uh, how the movies have been uh, have been working how I uh, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, something, something to something to see, and for sure everybody's gonna see it. Uh, yeah, and the next movie, uh, more on a smaller scale, but nevertheless big. No uh, pun intended. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp coming out July sixth of uh this year uh are you are you looking forward to this movie alexis fuck yeah i am it's marvel studios i'm there okay. what are you talking about it's marvel studios i'm there also it's paul rudd and who doesn't love paul rudd but um Whoa, okay yeah baby um Oof. but and you can take that however way you want it because like i'll promise you it 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 really comes in so many layers and packages um, but you know, Paul Rudd is such a likable guy. But I really like the first Ant Man movie. I don't think it's anywhere near the best of Marvel Studios movies, but, but I really damn, liked it, it. Wasn't it? Yeah. And every I think, time I yeah. every time I watch it, I watched it like five times, and uh, I, I find it like more enjoyable every reviewing. It's just and, a fun movie, and it's like what I think what made Ant Man. So, uh, like, fun was just like it wasn't an end of the world stakes movie, you know? It was like it was a, a small contained scale. story. Yeah. And um, it was a fun cast with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Pena. Yes, Michael Pena and Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly. Um, and the fact that this is Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm really looking forward to that dynamic and what they're going to do here. Um, with this because this will be a straight up I think comedy I know a lot of the Marvel movies have comedies but like this is going to be I think more of a straight up comedy kind of thing it's weird I wonder if it's still going to have the heist element of the first movie Uh, we'll see or maybe it's Maybe it's just going to be like a dynamic duo kind of yeah, thing, just them two and, uh, working things out. And maybe I missed it. Too. Maybe I missed it somewhere, but like, when does this movie get take place? Because, and also, are Ant-Man and the Wasp in Infinity War? Does this take place after Infinity War? Like, what what is the deal? We'll find out July 6th. 
What is the deal with the cannon? I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a Marvel's block. Let's talk uh, Lucasfilm. Wait a minute. It says here that there is no movie coming out in Lucasfilm this year. Um, that would be the, the, the year. So, yeah, I guess I guess we're done with Lucasfilm. Um, let's talk, uh, speaking of uh, Lucasfilm, let's talk uh, Star Wars uh, Rebels. See, okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Solo is coming out Mar- May 25th of this year. Um, I'm not looking forward to this movie. More like May 25th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it... it I'm not looking forward to this movie. Uh, not one smidge. Not even remotely. Um, I'm almost embarrassed, honestly. We all I know really, what the movie is going to be from beginning to end. Um, it is just... They're too far uh, deep into the into this movie that they, they kind of have to put it out there. Um, and I'm pretty sure that during its uh, first few weeks uh, Lucasfilm will quickly try to sweep this movie under the rug it almost it almost feels it almost feels as if they have been trying to sweep it under the rug because like if this is still going to come out May 25th where the where the hell is that goddamn trailer this is the end of January and like what you would think that they would have released a teaser by now like I understand Ron Howard is like hard at work but I mean that movie needs it's crunch time like this is starting to feel like another Justice League scenario you know where like the reshoots or whatever took until like the beginning of October and then like this is just a recipe for disaster I am quite fearful um, for this movie, and I'm just afraid it's going to be an embarrassment on, on a Justice League level. I, I, I mean, I hope for a decent movie, but at the same time, I'm like, this is a movie that never should have been made. And no one seems to be excited. There is no anticipation. There is no hype. There is no enthusiasm. Um, but one thing that Peter pointed out that we should be warned of is disgruntled fans of The Last Jedi may come to save this movie financially and critically, maybe, and say, well, it wasn't The Last Jedi. Yay, Han Solo. And that's going to be completely stupid and idiotic of Star Wars fans to do that. And it'll show their childish nature. I mean, would you put it past them? Really? I mean... It's possible, right? That this possibly, oh, yeah. By far, it is. It is. Uh, it is very possible for Kim that possible. stuff to happen. But a uh, great show, by the way. Kim Call Possible. Me. Go when check it out. Uh, you, it is definitely a thing to. When <laughs> are you? Are you hinting at a possible uh, a series in which we review every single episode of Kim Possible, Alexis? Uh, no, no, God, no, please, no. Let's, let's no, do it. <laughs> no. I never said that. I do not sign off. No. Welcome to a new series called What's the Sitch, where we talk uh, oh about everything possible. <laughs> I think we have enough podcasts, don't we? <laughs> um, 
He's yeah, not I'm joking. Not, oh my god. You would figure I love Star Wars. Uh, I would be looking forward to this movie, but no, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Maybe if uh, if uh, Lord and Miller were still attached to it, I would be remotely excited for it. Um, but now it's just like, yeah, Ron Howard, good director and and all, but uh, just the story alone, I know what it's going to be from yeah. beginning to end. And it's quite going to be, it's going to be very embarrassing. And it's going to be even more embarrassing that all the whiny uh, uh, fanboys are going to fully endorse this movie because of uh, the backlash of uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. And as an added little aside, if the Academy Awards nominates Wonder Woman, they can all burn in hell. Was that really necessary? Um, I think it was, but you know we can agree to disagree. Let's talk Star Wars Rebels <laughs> season four. Um, the mid-season uh, trailer uh, dropped a few days ago. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of good things. I I see a uh, little uh, little nods to the to the Mortis uh, Mortis trilogy. I. Uh, Ian McDermott is coming back as Emperor Palpatine, and I think that's a. Uh, can we just stop the, there? Can we really just stop there? Can you? Can you no, believe that? No, <laughs> you have I am the Senate. No, seriously, like, can we just like be happy? Ian McDermott is finally reprising his role as the Emperor. Like, how long has it really been since Revenge of the Sith? Since that's happened, I. You know what? It's about time they do it. That, that's all I gotta say. Uh, Ian McDermott is the emperor. Uh, doesn't matter who does his voice. Yeah, Tim Curry has done his voice. Ian Abercrombie and Sam Witwer were also great, but there's only one Ian McDermott. But there is only one Ian McDermott. He is the emperor. He made the emperor his. He is uh, Mr. Palpatine. And I think that's a that's an... That's a complete bonus for uh, for what's going on with uh, season four. Um, but also, just, I mean, yeah, we we, we want to talk about the trailer. What is it? That, okay, so I took the liberty of reading some of the uh, synopsis of the future episodes, and mm-hmm. I think they're picking up an old thread from way back in season uh, one and season two. Do you remember? That Jedi temple that Ezra and Kanan discovered on Lothal. Yes. It turns out that the Empire has secret plans for that temple. And I think that directly involves Emperor Palpatine. I think Emperor Palpatine has plans for that temple. And I think that's that's the connection. Because why why would Palpatine be so interested in Ezra Bridger is what I'm I'm really interested in. Watch, he'll try to train uh, Ezra, uh, and then the finale ends with uh, with uh, Ezra getting the getting the Sith holocron, and uh, and going off and disappearing and coming back with a new name, Snoke. If that happens, then Star Wars Rebels is officially, as Peter says, the worst thing. Since crabs, 
on that note, what do you think that uh, that uh, Palpatine uh, wants to do with that temple? Uh, I think it's interesting. I'm just happy to see the Emperor back, you know, because to me, the Emperor has always been the big bad of this of this franchise, and I think it's only you know proper because what is the one character that Rebels hasn't reintroduced? The Emperor. Well, and kind of. What he was. He was in the first season, remember? No, it was, it was the second season. But he like oh, the that was a, season that was a voice. Not. That was a voice. But he like to fully integrate him into the story, you know, and like have him actually physically appear and be involved directly with Ezra Bridger. I think that's a different thing altogether than just having a hologram voice speaking to Darth Vader. Um, Do you think it's gonna? This whole thing is going to tie in with a. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I could hear your, uh, my voice through your, uh, your earbuds. I'm just saying. Um, do you well, think? Well, I don't. I don't really know how to prevent that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, turn turn down the volume. Okay, I can barely hear you. Go ahead. Um, do you think that that is going to tie in with the with the Mortis trilogy shot that we got? Of uh, of the of the trailer, because we see like this big old uh, glowing mural of uh, of the father and his two children. Yeah, the son and the daughter that we saw in the Mortis trilogy. Do you think that has something to do with it, or or uh, do you uh, think that? Yeah, I think that has something to do with it, definitely, because. Um, this is Dave Filoni, and one of the things that I always love about him is that he always reaches back to the things that he's done, especially with Clone Wars. And if you think about the Clone Wars, the Mortis trilogy is one of them, I think, their, one of their signature stories because of just how weird and out there it was. And it also, I think, is important because, you know, what, what, what were the son, the father and the daughter really? You know, and what was their importance and their place in the galaxy? It represented the force, like everything that is the force. Right. So, but I mean, like we've known throughout these entire movies and TV shows, there's so many agents of the force out there. We think of the Bendu or the Night Sisters, the Sith and the Jedi. Uh, there's really a vast variety of of people who practice the force in different ways for different reasons. Um, and I'm very excited to see what all of that is about. I'm also just looking forward to see how this wraps up and, uh, what is ultimately the ending, uh, for these characters, uh, for what Ezra decides to do and what Kanan decides to do. Um, I think those two in particular, in my opinion, it seems as if they're headed for oblivion. Um, there doesn't seem any other option at this point. We do know Hera survives, and I'm happy because I genuinely do love Unle Hera. Unless, unless Ezra is Snoke. No, that's not going to happen. And I think Sabine might survive. We'll see. But I mean, Sabine and, and Hera, I think, are the, and Chopper for sure, are the ones that I think well, will make it out alive. Well, we do see them uh, in uh, in Rogue One, so they're definitely. Uh, we see Hera and Chopper. I don't know about Sabine. Yeah. And um, I think you were going to ask if this ties into Rogue One. I don't care. In fact, I would prefer it not tying into Rogue One because Rogue One, it's its own thing. And that happened. I want this 
to be the series finale to close out these characters. It's about them, not about Rogue One. I am interested to see if they'll touch Ahsoka or if she comes back out of nowhere. Yeah, that'll be very uh, that'll be very interesting to see. I mean, there's like what seven or eight episodes left. It's gonna start in the middle of February again. They're gonna be dropping two episodes a week, and then the the series finale. Get this is gonna be ninety minutes long. That's a movie. That's a movie. I mean, what the hell? It, it, it's like a Game of Thrones season seven all over again. Ninety minutes. Wow. So two episodes a week. That, yeah. That'll, that'll be a very... A same day? Or is it Yeah, on the be... same day. They're going to, like... The, or the first half of season four, they dropped two episodes every week. Interesting. Very yeah, so interesting. this is, this, this is going to wrap up in three and four weeks when it starts airing again. That'll be quick. It's going to be quick, yeah. Yeah, um, final thoughts on uh, on the Season 4 trailer. Uh, I'm very excited, and I'm extraordinarily proud of the work that everyone has done on this show. I think a lot of some people on this network might want to uh, slander the people that have worked on it, but I genuinely do think that the work that has um, been put into it and the outcome is worthy than some stupid video game origin story. And that is not out of spite. Also, I do think Disney Infinity got canceled, right? Just to be sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that anything else to add on Rebels, or what is it that you're you're hoping for? What do you want to see? Uh, justice for Ahsoka. Hashtag. Oh my god. Hashtag it. Um. Anyway. I, I pretty much said everything that I that I wanted to say about Rebels. Can um, I can, little, can I little, say one? Yeah, go ahead. A little minor note here. Uh, congrats on uh, Minnie Mouse for making the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Congratulations! Uh, really, it took until 2018 to get a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I mean, we have uh, Donald and uh, Mickey, and they already have their stars on the on the Walk of Fame. That's outrageous. Oh God! Tinkerbell has one. The what? Tinkerbell has one. Really? Yeah. Tinkerbell. Oh, oh, wow. That that's. How did they even decide? I have no idea. Leave it up to Bob Iger. That is so weird. Hey Kyle, before we go, can I say one thing to to our listeners? Oh God. uh, And it's it's more than than just an obligatory. plug in but I I genuinely do want to get this message across and yes it's about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which is Disney so we're all under in this Um, I wanted to say that um, because I've I think I'm the only one that's been watching this season and I think it's been great so far and I definitely think this is the most ambitious season that the writers have ever attempted to do. And the mind fucks that are just happening on a weekly basis are, num- are mind numbing to tell you the truth, but they're really. Go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every Friday. No, but I, I. Yeah, every Friday at 9, 9 p.m. on ABC. But I, I wanted to say 
that I'm extra- also extraordinarily proud of the work that is being put into that show and the outcome. And I'm, as fans, I think that we should be watching. And um, I would be hopeful, very hopeful, to, uh, for what's happening in the future. I think the ratings have been actually pretty steady. And I'm glad. Um, and yeah, if it hasn't already been said, go watch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every single Friday, 9 p.m. on ABC. Although they're going to take the month off in February because Black Panther. So. And I know, Pe- what, I know Kyle agrees. What, what, was that it? Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was our episode of uh, Fantasy Fair. Oh, but one more thing. Go, go out in theaters and watch the new Disney movies, The Post and Shape of Water. Those aren't Disney movies. Yeah, they are. Uh, th- this has been Fantasy Fair number 12, New Year, New Mouse. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Lira. And uh, with me, I have Alexis Soto. And uh, check, out, check out every other... Uh, podcast that we have on the on the network and check it out on podcast.com and iTunes. Everybody stay magical. When you wish upon a star make no difference who you are Desires will come Happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you.